Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VRA Investing Podcast. What a uh, interesting day today. We had, first of all, we have uh, the uh, the rock star money printer, Jay Powell, uh, speaking before Congress today under oath. Uh, we'll see if that ever comes back to bite any of these guys. Uh, it won't. Of course it won't. Uh, but, uh, boy, a lot of interesting non-answers that Jay Powell continues to give. He really doesn't. He knows the answers. He can't give the answers because the markets would crash if he ever did. I'll walk you through that in a moment. Also, some very interesting things happening in the area of inflation and interest rates and midterms next year. Yes, we're already going there. Uh, and the internals, which have been ugly, ugly, ugly. Uh, that's got to get better. The internals are going to start to improve or we're going to have a short-term problem on our hands. Uh, that's just the way we see it. But wait till we tell you about earnings. Let's, let's get to the markets first. Wow, earnings, unbelievable so far. Uh, uh, Dow today, after opening like a house on fire, I think at one point we we're up, uh, I think I saw 100 and, 180 points higher. Uh, Dow Jones finishing up 44 points at 34,933. SP 500 up five points uh, at 4374. NASDAQ was up over 100 at one point. Very disappointing. Closed down 32 at 14,644. I will point out, however, that this morning the semiconductor SMH uh, semi ETF did hit an all time high today. It was very good to see. Semis lead uh, NASDAQ, NASDAQ leads the broad market. And finally, and this has really been a, a bit of an investing conundrum and not particularly good news for the U.S. economy, frankly. Russ 2000 today. Uh, down 1.6% today. I believe it was down 1.9% yesterday. I think it's down 8% inside of a couple weeks. Um, that does not bode well for uh, for uh, future economic growth. Uh, 70% roughly of the Rust 2000 are domestic companies. So, but that does explain, does it not, why interest rates are falling? The 10-year today, down, down, back down to 1.35%. That's really what the concern is, folks. That's really concern is economic growth. But I have to repeat this because we've been a broken record on this. I think we've been right on this. And I think we're going to continue to be right on this. It's not that we're, we should be concerned about economic growth. The economy is in very, very good shape. Are we going to have another year with 10% GDP growth? No, but who thought we were? Right. What this is, again, inflation has 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 impacted uh, uh, growth to some extent. But now we're seeing inflation uh, prices of so many goods really start to implode. Uh, lumber, uh, all the way, all of its gains for this year are gone. I think I saw it's down 80 percent now from its highs in very short order. Uh, Copper's down 15 percent from its highs of, of uh, what of me- early May. Uh, across the board, you know, you're seeing uh, 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 prices of pretty much all commodities. Oil's been the one that's been the strongest, pretty much everything, and, and natural gas. Pretty much everything else has really been uh, falling off. And, and Powell addressed that today, of course, uh, you know, by saying, uh, "Well, yeah, we still think it's transitory, but uh, obviously, this is not this has not been good for the average American. The average American is getting destroyed here. The average American does not own a home. The average American does not own a home." The average American doesn't have an investment in the stock market. They don't own assets. They're getting destroyed here because they, they're getting none of the benefits of, 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 of Jay Powell 
and Trump and Biden's uh, monetary stimulus, they're getting none of the benefits of that. And they're getting all the downside from rising prices. They're the ones that pay the most. And of course, no one ever talks about this. The, the phonies that exist uh, you know, in, uh, among our leadership. You know, everybody that, that, was, that was begging for stimulus, this is what you get. Yet you always pay the piper. We're paying the piper now with rising prices. We still believe this economy is in good shape. We obviously believe the stock market is going a whole lot higher. But now we're starting to see a little bit of the downside uh, to uh, all of these many trillions. So far, over $30 trillion globally in combined fiscal monetary stimulus. And there's going to be a lot more downside to this going forward. But it will continue to be a plus for corporate earnings. And it'll continue to be a plus for uh, the, the bond market. Bonds will be strong. Yields will continue to be weak. Again, we look for the 10-year uh, to soon be below, back below 1% yield, ultimately headed to, we think, negative rates in the U.S., just as we have, broadly speaking, throughout, uh, throughout Europe, Germany specifically, and Japan as well. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about earnings, because this, this, is, this is, again, I don't know if anyone's reporting this. Our friends over at the Earnings Scout <clears throat> put this out today. We sent it on to our to our uh, subscribers today as well, just about an hour, just a few minutes ago actually. Check this out. So far, <clears throat> we've had twenty nine. This is as of uh, five hours ago. So far, we've had twenty nine S and P five hundred companies that have reported earnings for the second quarter of this year. So how have they done? Well, let's see. First of all, all twenty nine have beaten the analyst estimates on both earnings and revenue. So one hundred percent on both. I mean, that's a little surprising to see nobody get it, nobody be accurate, right? You know, but that's 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 not the big point here. Here's 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 the point that's gonna that's that's really gonna get your attention. Remember, analysts going into this quarter, their estimates were that we'd have earnings beats compared to the second quarter of last year of sixty four percent earnings growth compared to last year of sixty four percent. So how are we so far? Based on these 29 companies, <clears throat> based on gap earnings growth, we have beats of 630%. <laughs> and on non-gap basis, it is what 158%. So these numbers will come down some. But if you remember our minimum, again, Wall Street's a 64% analyst. We've been at 80% plus. This is going to be 100% plus beats. And, you know, again, it's going to be interesting to see how the markets react because the last four quarters, the markets have not reacted kind to earnings beats. They have sold off on the news. It's been a buy the rumor, sell the news event. These internals we're seeing, honestly, look like they're pointing to something similar to that happening. But, you know, with the markets at all-time highs and you've got these key leadership groups like tech and semis leading the way higher – it's very hard for us to get cautious or turn, or turn bearish. But again, the internals are just not good here. One last comment, I'll get to those internals. The uh, midterms <clears throat> are coming up here pretty soon. I say pretty soon. Well, yeah, I know, they're over a year away. But the markets start to discount. The markets are the, the, the single best discounting mechanism on the planet. And 
it's not uncommon. Matter of fact, it's very common for the markets to start anticipating about six months out, six to nine months out. Well, we're over a year away still, right? But here's what the markets, I believe, are starting to figure out. And I, I, I put high comp, very high confidence on this. Democrats in the midterms next year are going to get smoked. Absolutely smoked. How do we know this? Well, they haven't figured out how to rig congressional elections yet, at least in the House. Uh, and I don't think the Senate either. They've, they, they found out certainly how to rig a presidential election. Biden probably lost to Trump by 20 million votes. 20 million votes, I say. I, I, I think I'm even wrong on that. I think it's more. Trump destroyed Biden. Any thinking person really gets this by now. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat. I'm a lifelong independent, but I'm a realist, right? And I, and I try to be as honest as possible, and I do my research. You do too, right? That's why you're on our podcast. You see, If you're seeing what I'm seeing, the, the, the information coming out of the Arizona forensic analysis, the information coming out now, from Georgia just in the last 24 hours. It's just shocking. They're finding batches and batch after batch after batch of these Georgia votes that, that are exactly identical. And the batches are coming back with 100% votes for Biden, no, none for Trump. Batch after batch. We're talking about batches of 150 to 200 uh, voters. And every one of them has every vote for Biden. What are the odds of this? Obviously, it's not possible. This was a scam election. They rigged this election because they had to do whatever it took to get rid of Trump. The deep state was simply not going to allow him to stay in office. Now, you know, you got states like Florida. Now, Texas, our Senate's acting with these idiot Democrats that took a flight from the House and took a flight to Washington, D.C., uh, singing We Shall Overcome. Oh, my God, the humanity. Wow. Have you ever seen anything that makes your gag reflex go off more than this? I mean, the... Who, who could vote for these morons? These are laughable idiots. They are, they are truly moronic idiots. I don't know how these people get by on a day-to-day basis. They, but they, 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 they're just born liars because either they're completely, they have an IQ of Forrest Gump, which is entirely possible, or they just are the best liars you've ever seen. I'm talking about Democrats that say, if you if you want someone to have to present an ID to vote, then you are you. This is that's the worst thing that happened since the Civil War. It's the worst thing that's happened since nine eleven. This is the, again the humanity of asking for someone to, to 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 show an ID to vote. No one's buying this. Obviously, we all see the scam here. Again, the evidence is so compelling that the election was rigged. They but they didn't. The key point they didn't find a way to rig. House votes. How do we know that? Because we had 27 out of 27 victories by Republicans over Democrats in the House. Republicans were 27 for 27 and head-to-head battles with Democrats. And now the, the dim majority in the House is only four, four seats. This happened after Bill Clinton's first term. This happened after uh, Barack Obama's first term, as Tyler reminded me a little bit earlier today. That in the midterms, the first midterms, the new president incoming gets smoked. They get smoked. Their party gets smoked. So, again, I say all that to say this. You know where I'm going with this. Washington, D.C. is about to look very different next year with Biden as a, you know, a a deep state, you know, insert 
uh, placeholder as president that's about to be surrounded by a House and a Senate that are red, red, red. Hopefully, there'll be fewer rhinos that are in that group. Hopefully, many, many, many fewer rhinos in that group. The Trump phenomenon is not over, folks. It's not close to being over. You all can sense it. If you've got a half a brain, you see what's happening here. This, uh, this red wave is about to roll across the country. And uh, Biden will have no power. Communists will have no power to enact new bills. Now, he can do, uh, he can rule by fiat and executive action all he wants, but those are fleeting victories. They just don't have staying power, certainly not on anything big. They're overturning the courts very quickly. Again, another victory by Trump with his hundreds of, of judges, that he, federal judges he put in place in just his first four years. That means D.C. next year, and in the next uh, two years after that, the, the remainder of Biden's term will be full of gridlock. The markets love gridlock more than anything else. It's exactly why over, over Bill Clinton's eight years, the average gain in the market was over 26% a year. The number one performing president for stock market ever in history in the United States, Bill Clinton, 26% a year for the S&P 500. This is one of the, our compelling melt-up reasons to be super bullish on the markets. The markets are looking through all this. If you've noticed, you know, look, what is Biden even getting past now? Even with, a, with, with both the houses of Congress. Name the last thing he got passed that was big. You can't because he hasn't. Stimulus bills, but those are going to happen either way. Trump wanted, Remember, Trump wanted all these trillions in stimulus. He just didn't get it because the Dems weren't about to give him a victory. Now, you could say, well, we have an open border to sieve. I grant you that one. I think there are other things at play there, though. There are other things at play there. One of these days, I might be bold enough to get into that. Uh, I'll probably be uh, uh, kicked off SoundCloud when I do. But um, beyond that, and boy, boy, do do Democrats look, how big of a hypocrite do they look now with what's happening in Cuba? Telling, basically, uh, telling the Biden administration, his underlings, telling people in Cuba, don't come to the U.S. Don't get on a boat. You're not welcome here. You won't be able to get into the country. Where, of course, if you're, uh, uh, if you're uh, uh, from Central America or from Mexico, come on in. George Wadham, because they believe those will be Democrat votes, obviously. Uh, people fleeing socialism and communism don't want to tend to vote for another guy that might take the U.S. in that direction. So Cuban votes are like 100% for Republicans. So they're not welcome. Wow, this is just, you know, again, the hypocrisy is so, the stench of it is just so overwhelming. You, you can't even, you can't fathom that we're, we're, we're allowing these idiots to remain in power. Uh, but it is what it is. In the meantime, we have a market, stock market that's in great shape. Again, we're in the second year of a new bull market driven by the most important two components there are. Liquidity, in this case, unprecedented liquidity. We talk about it all the time. And corporate earnings. We just talked about that. Surging corporate earnings. Corporate earnings won't peak out until 2025 at the earliest. At the earliest. And we have evidence that we think it's going to go further than that. Again, this is why we remain so bullish long-term. Price targets Dow Jones, 75,000-plus. NASDAQ, uh, uh, 30,000-plus. Again, we're looking at uh, better than doubles from here in both. Uh, we think that's actually going to be on the low side. Okay, let's take a look at our internals today here. Uh, again, these were uh, not, not good internals. Internals today uh, on our uh, 
Almost negative across the board. Very close to it. Not awful readings, but two to one-ish. You know, two to one-ish. And that's not what you want to see because they've been terrible for two weeks. And it's this pattern that starts to build up. It's like a weight that tends to build up, you know, like you're in a swimming pool and somebody keeps putting another pound on you every day, you know, and you're trying to, you're trying to, 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 to stay, keep your head above water, you know, in the deep end. And, and every day somebody throws another pound on your shoulder and you're like, you know, I, I can keep doing this for a little while, but that's how the market reacts to this. When, when the weight of these negative uh, internals begins to get too much to bear, you can see a pretty violent shakeout. I'm not predicting that, but we want to see these internals begin to improve. We think that the earnings are going to be so spectacular that that, that should carry, that, that should reverse this. And then we'll have the best of both worlds. We have a market that's remained at all-time highs, even as internals were so awful. Now the internals start to improve. That's how you get a melt-up move higher. This could go either way. It really could go either way. Of course, we're also getting into the, the worst three months of the year. So, you know, uh, again, we want to see the internals improve. We'll call it, we're going to call it two to one negative across the board because it was, it was not quite there, but fairly close. And uh, we also had today, uh, the only pause that we had today was new 52-week highs lows in NYSE, which came in positive by about, by about 70 issues, and, and that outweighed NASDAQ. So we've still only had six days this year where we've had new 50, more 52-week high lows than, year, than, than uh, results than highs. Uh, only six of those today, uh, of this year so far. But again, the internals need to improve. And our sector watch, we had, uh, uh, again, not great readings. Not awful either, though. We had uh, five SP 500 sectors finished lower. Uh, seven, excuse me. One, two, three, four, five, six finished lower. Five finished higher. The downside led by energy down 2.9%. Financials down a half a percent to the upside. Consumer staples up nine tenths of one percent. Real estate up nine tenths of one percent. Utilities up nine tenths of one percent. Again, rates are going a whole lot lower. That's good for utilities, good for real estate. We're getting very interested in housing again, folks. It's after the major move higher, housing is pulled back. This is when, uh, based on VRA investing system readings, we want to be a buyer. Because, again, this is a long-term bull market in housing that many, many, many years ago, as we see it. Leasing indicator, both housing and transports, as is CPI, of course, is a lagging indicator. Uh, in our uh, commodity watch today, and this is great news. Again, Tyler talked about this yesterday, and we put out a chart to our folks today uh, about GDX, the gold miner ETF. GDX, as Tyler covered yesterday, has now pulled back, or, or did yesterday, pulled back to its trend line, exactly to its trend line that's been in place since this big move higher in GDX started in October 2018. GDX is up like 135% since then, okay? So, you know, we tend to think that gold and silver and the miners aren't doing anything. Just just look at it with a little bit of a longer lens. They're doing quite a bit. This is a big, big bull market here. Of course, right now, we're still struggling to get them back above the 200-day moving average. But again, pull back a little further, you see what I'm talking about with this trend line. Because the average move higher uh, when this trend line has been hit, it's happened four times since uh, uh, October 2018, has been like 40, I think the number is 43, 44% higher in fairly short order in GDX I'm talking about. So we're very bullish on this group. GDX did well today, up 1.5%, an otherwise fairly ugly market. Um, gold today, up $19 an ounce at $18.29 an ounce. Silver, up $0.20 cents an ounce at $26.34. Love silver here. Love copper here too as well. Again, down about 14% now from its highs of May. Down $0.04 cents a pound today at $4.26. This is all 
all these inflationary trades now had pulled back, haven't they? Right? It's almost like it was uh, coordinated, huh? If you're a little bit of a conspiracy theorist, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but again, this is how you extend a bull market. It's how you extend a global economic recovery when things just don't get too overheated. This is pretty much textbook. Textbook moves higher in both for economic terms and both stock market terms that we're seeing so far. And it, what you do is simply you sell the rips and you buy the dips. We get overbought, you sell, you get oversold, you buy. And this can go on for years, folks. We actually think it's going to. Very, very bullish. Oil today, again, got red hot. It's probably time to take a little bit of a chill pill. You know, we've had, again, uh, a lot of people, including the, the folks that we love at Evercore, were calling for a short-term peak at 77, 78. We got there, boom. Now we're pulling back. But again, you want to buy oil and energy stocks. This is a long-term play. Great inflation, inflation uh, uh, play as well. Oil today down 240 a barrel at 72.85, and finally Bitcoin. Boy, the volatility in Bitcoin is just gone. Bitcoin it seems like it's been trading around 32 thousand dollars now for I don't know 18 years or something. It's really probably been about two months, but it has been a while. It's been between that 40 and 30 thousand range now for some time. Uh, up 550 right now at 32 thousand 810. Folks, as always, really appreciate you being here with us. Come and join us full-time at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.